It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality and one based in what do you bet on Twitter? With music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I'm your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett, Scotty Johnny himself, and with me as per usual, I bring to you Aaron Cheddar Talk Bottom. Hey, John, what's going on, man? Uh, it's, uh, it's been uh, a week. Um, uh, the, Vikings, the Vikings did what I needed them to do. Yeah, for my bets, too, because I had the parlay. My Sunday parlay hit. I got all three games. Uh, oh, money line. Chat, I just went cool. money line with them, so it wasn't like huge. But I mean, I the mean, only upset was... is Minnesota uh, losing to the Giants. But yeah, I mean, that I mean, still had to be like plus five hundred once you parlay all three, right? Parlay all three. It was uh, it was two something. It was like oh, two. It was only two something. Yeah, I guess I guess the other two games weren't pretty straightforward. Now, the Bills if... gave me a, a, <laughs> a bit of a scare. <laughs> that's that's for sure. <laughs> Yes, and what was the uh, what was the other game that we were talking about? Oh, last night's game, uh, the Buccaneers and the uh, um, yeah, this is terrible. Buccaneers Cowboys. Just trying to convince four, they, you. They scored. They scored forty five points on the on the on the nuts, and the over under was forty five and a half. Yet Bill Maher <laughs> was was shanking balls like how I hit golf balls, man. Oh, Cowboys Cowboys got to figure out something. I, I mm, that kicker. <laughs> Mm. Gonna have I mean, he's day. been great all year. Yeah, I had him on several he's a, fantasy teams. He's a very teams. good kicker. I mean, he's a good fantasy football kicker, too. He scores a lot of points. But, man, a Shevitz, you're going into the playoff. Mm. He hit a 63-yarder earlier this year. Yeah, yeah, like, he, he did. He, he is a good kicker. Well, you saw what was trending on Twitter last night, right? Oh, yeah, Jerry Jones? Chuck Knobloch. Oh, I thought the Jerry Jones owner was like, if no. anyone in the stadium no. can kick, we've got a jersey for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chuck Knobloch and Steve Sachs were trending. Oh, because yeah. of the yips. Yeah, they're like because remember Knobloch and Knobloch and uh, yeah. Steve Sachs were couldn't at second base had to be removed from second base because they couldn't make the throw to first base anymore. And Chuck Knobloch hit um, an owner's wife in the head at some point. Somebody, he overthrew the first baseman so bad, like yeah, somebody was, was retweeting the uh, Webster's. Uh, tweet uh, defining yips, Webster's Dictionary. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, um, this will be a good time to break for a second and remind you that you can follow this show on Twitter at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can follow me at Not So Humble Host, and you can also follow Aaron. Aaron, where would they follow you? You can find me at Cheddar Talk, John at Cheddar Talk. I uh, thanks to the Vikings, I was very active over the weekend, uh, <laughs> shoving it all back down their throats and. Yeah. Talk about a sensitive fan base, man. Um, I know that you like to get after Lions fans every once in a while oh, the about being the worst ones. Uh, John, no, they're no, it, it's this time of year that we're reminded time and again, Vikings fans are the absolute worst. Yeah. At least at, at least Detroit fans, like they'll pop off once in a while, like they did after the Packer game. And that's deservedly so. And like last year when they won the last game of the year, which just meant nothing, but you know, they, they pop up, but for the most part, they're, they're pretty realistic, reasonable fans, kind of like bears mm. fans are Vikings fans have now shifted into this semi um, 
semi uh, ethereal state in the brain. Like they've absorbed Paul Allen's brain and now they've embraced this. We've lost 31 games in the playoffs, which is a record. We are a good organization. We deserve better. And it's like, shut up guys. <laughs> just, just shut up. And not only that, but the Packers obviously have figured out some sort of formula to shut down Justin Jefferson because up until week 17, everybody else let him just run all over the field and make a mess out of the NFL. Then the Packers went, Hey, we're going to bracket this guy and you beat us with anybody else. And uh, they didn't in the Packer game, the bears, he didn't do anything against the bears. And then the giants did almost the same thing. And uh, TJ Hawkinson had a big game, but he by no means burnt the, the, the giants. No. And, yeah, I I don't know. You got me on the Twitter thing, but uh, yeah. So I mean, <laughs> where, where, where are we at here? Vikings defense sucks. Uh, as much as we uh, hate our boy uh, Ed Dontel might be on a hotter seat. Oh, he was our boy. He used to be. All right. Yeah. Oh, no, Ed, I know Ed Dontel used to be. I was talking about. Um, I already blocked his name out of my head. Yeah, Joe Barry. He's not on Joe a hot Barry. Seat. Joe Barry. Yeah, Joe Barry's on less of a hot seat than Ed Dontel is. That's well, because he's not his, his dear buddy. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah. You guys should have missed the the amount of uh, rabbit holes we went down in in pre broadcasting. Looking through US uh, CHO, we have just now learned, which is US College Hockey Online, going mm-hmm. through some scores and stuff. Um, University of St. Thomas has now received the largest single donation to any Minnesota university ever, and it's going to go to make a four thousand seat stadium for their their hockey or arena you know for the hockey team uh which i didn't know this their hockey team their d1 hockey team currently plays at st thomas academy which Mm -hmm. is a high school arena basically right and what but but you didn't say what the dollar amount was john 75 million dollars 75 million dollars is enough for an ivy league school to stand up and go oh What's going on over here? Now that's walking like, around money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, but I mean, even you know, like anybody else, like yeah. So they got a fifteen million dollar donation for a hockey arena, and it's like, man, whatever. For yeah. seventy five million dollars, you're all of a sudden you're going, oh, that's that's real money. Yeah, <laughs> it can expand to five thousand or yeah, something like that. Like five thousand, I think they said for like basketball games. They'll also have basketball there, and it will be on campus as opposed to what they've been doing recently. That's just a crazy rabbit hole we were searching down as to like who are Lee and Penny Anderson who gave seventy five million dollars to St. Thomas, even though he didn't go there. Yeah, yeah and and so I was talking it's to John, fun. talking to you about that too. Is that some of my uh, friends from my hometown? They have kids going to St. Thomas now, and they were telling me this about a couple of years ago, um, back in twenty twenty, that uh, St. Thomas is making a push to be the number one D one school in the twin cities, which I'm sure U of M is really wild to hear about because I don't think U of M has as much backing money as uh, St. Thomas does. So uh, yeah, just watch out because uh, especially like with the football program uh, between St. Thomas, North Dakota, South Dakota, North Dakota state, South Dakota state. uh, And, you know, plus Wisconsin stealing from Minnesota on a regular basis with Iowa. Uh, the Golden Gophers are going to be up, uh, uh, up a real huff. Well, You're going to be up up against it real hard, especially with someone in a private school in town, like taking talent. That's going to be, you know. 
You can walk and around that hockey, St. Thomas. And then in hockey, too, then you got St. Cloud State, Mankato, and UMD pulling. Yeah, UMD has been too. way better than Minnesota recently. Uh, I mean, right. last two years, Minnesota's been good again, but yeah. Anyhow. I mean, I'm not going to talk yeah. too haughty because they have the Paul Bunyan, the Paul Bunyan axe right now. Well, they do, yeah. But uh, they do. Uh, but I'm. It's that's going to be – I. That'd be like, uh, what private school in Wisconsin do we have that compares to St. Thomas? There's, there's nothing like that. St. Norbert's isn't, Edgewood isn't. No, no. There just I mean, isn't one. Uh, Lawrence, Lawrence up in Appleton's a really good private school. Yeah, but they're not. Like this. They're not big. No. Um, I mean, you got uh, over in Mequon. What is that? Uh, Carthage. Oh no, yeah. Carthage yeah. is Carthage is down in uh, like Kenosha. Or Kenosha. Beautiful mm-hmm. campus right on the lake. Absolutely beautiful. Great baseball right program. Yeah. And the Cardinal Cardinal Strick is up in uh, Mequon. Oh. But I mean, I mean, that's what you got. Like, but imagine, uh, imagine us, uh, imagine Cardinal Strick just coming over or Edgewood. Let's use Edgewood. Yeah. All, all of a sudden starts dropping 75 million into their sports programs right in downtown Madison. Like it's, it's hard to imagine because it's not anywhere the same because it, you know, Madison UW just dominates Madison in every way, shape, or form. Yeah. But I mean, that's kind of what it's like. You know, it's like, hey, hey, we were here first. Whatever, old man. St. <laughs> Thomas is in town. They are. No. All right. Let's get back into the things that we were getting ready to talk about here and focus back in on Wisconsin sports as we've Oh, had you our, forgot to bring up Winnipeg, though. We Mulho. talked about Winnipeg. We did talk about visit, Winnipeg, too. This is everybody visit Winnipeg. Winnipeg is fun. a wonderful city in Manitoba. Go check it out. Go Jets. Uh, anyhow, Bombers. B's first, though, but uh, Jets is number two, the Western <laughs> Conference team, unless they're playing the Wild, I guess. I don't know. Either way. Nah, go Jets, the Jets, whatever. Josh's favorite team is the Jets, everyone knows. If the Jets win, it's for, for me at that point, it's the same as the Wild. I mean, yeah. Manitoba touches Minnesota. Jets it's named same. after Bobby Hull, if you don't know that. The Golden Jet. He oh, came really? up there. They were actually named after him then, apparently. that's hey, I you, read hey, that some on one of these um, old Beckett sports books I used to get. Small unknown fact, too, is that uh, the... the, the uh, uh, the juniors team that's here in Janesville, the Janesville Jets. Nice. You'd think you'd think that they had to ask permission for the Jets logo. No, nope. incorrect. The Jet uh, fair the, use. Uh, w- yeah. The uh, the Winnipeg Jets uh, are a fairly new NHL team. It used to be the Thrashers, right? Thrashers, Atlanta, Atlanta Thrashers. Thrashers. Yeah. Um, and then there was the Jets back before that too. Before they left Winnipeg, mm-hmm. anyhow. Um, that that uh, that jet uh, logo that they use looks very similar to the Janesville Jet ones. They actually have to pay a royalty to the Janesville Jets every year really? to keep to use that logo because the Janesville Jets had it first. It's like like two thousand dollars or something like that. But yeah, oh. they do. Huh? Weird, Neither right? Way. Yeah. Anyways. Neither. Way. All right, let's kick everything off with the segment <laughs> that we like to call our main event. Starting things off with. The main event. All right, we're going to say our requiem to a Packers season and let everything go because football's done because I don't care about any of the other teams. Uh, It's the the earliest we've had an abyss in a while, John. This is true. There's a couple of things I guess are going to be the big parts of what we talk about for this offseason. The first and foremost is going to be a lot of people talking about what happens with Rodgers. Gut feeling right now, Aaron, does Aaron come back? I don't know. As, as as per the usual, um, and actually, uh, 
uh cheddar talk tv had a uh cheddar T- no i'm cheddar talk you are cheddar you cheese cheese head tv cheese head tv sorry mm-hmm. had a uh, a really good meme today and it's the one where there's a man throwing gasoline on a fire and <laughs> okay. it's uh and it's just basically aaron rogers talking uh mentioning <laughs> what he's in the, the gas is mentioning what he's doing and then the fire is off season talk about where he's going what he's doing and everything else like that so he was on pat mcafee today and he did what aaron Rodgers does and just was vague as as ever mm-hmm. and uh um and i don't know um it seems like there's going to be a lot of quarterback movement this off season between um yeah, Derek Carr is going to be going somewhere. Well, Derek Carr is gone. Like, yeah, I mean, they're going to send I, him someplace. I mean, either that or he's not going to show up to work. One of the two. <laughs> um, uh, Lamar is leaving ba- Baltimore. I mean, he kept tweeting about what his injury might have been or what not, and J- and John Harbaugh was, you know, like, well, this is the first I've heard about that, you <laughs> know, which just leads me to believe that it's completely broken down. And I mean, there's a lot of talk about that too with him during the off season. Um, you know, just, um, not getting his extension and, you know, and he's, he's, he's preserving himself. He wasn't going to go out there and try and win a game that was almost impossible to win. Um, uh, got to imagine that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be moving because they got this kid. That's a rookie that looks like the next coming of Joe Montana. Um, yeah, I mean, here's here's a list of some of the guys who are going to be that are listed right now as free agents in the 2023 here. So Tom Brady, his contract runs out. He's gone. Yeah, Tampa Tom's gone. Uh, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Jimmy Garoppolo, Teddy Bridgewater, Daniel Jones, uh, and of uh, course Dan, Daniel Jones is going to the extension. I, I yeah, know. they're going to get yeah. him. He's not going anywhere. They, they want a playoff game with him. Yeah, Geno he Smith looked, though. He looked really good last week, albeit against a really bad Vikings defense, but he. Yeah, he looked like Vanilla Vic. So yeah, Geno Smith though he's uh, he's up as well. Uh, some of the other guys aren't as, as impressive down here. Oh, Heineke. I mean, are, are they going to stick with uh, with uh, what's his face Wentz, uh, or are they going to? I mean, I got it. Heineke was better. Heineke was better than Wentz. Heineke was better down the stretch, and it was like that. It Crazy. felt like uh, Riverboat Ron was playing uh, playing Wentz down the stretch. Just, I mean, Heineke kind of fizzled out towards the end of the year. And but uh, it feels like they were forced to play Wentz to see what they had in him, which is kind of some, what some of us were asking for with uh, Jordan Love. But uh, I mean, besides that, what you're talking about with quarterbacks, potentially free agents, there's other places, too, that are going to need a quarterback. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll be number one right off the bat. You got to imagine Miami's going to need a new quarterback because I, at, I don't I don't know how anybody any team in this era and i feel bad for Tua, but man getting carted off the field twice in a year with concussion man like i don't think he's coming back you just mentioned washington these are two teams that have good pieces i mean washington fell apart down the run uh but has some really good pieces in place they have uh you know chase daniels up front they're great miami's a good team like with a good coach Mike McDaniels is for real, um, you know. Uh, oh, down the stretch, he seems like he got caught a little bit. I mean, but there's teams that are going to need a court teams that are just one piece away from having a quarterback, you know, like uh, Las Vegas would arguably be one of those teams. So like, 
which one of the quarterbacks are going to go where, or it's going to be one of those things where none of them go anywhere. <laughs> you know, that's what it's going to be. It's either going to be a huge shuffle or everyone's going to go nowhere. And then of course, uh, our friend, Andy Herman, I think it was Andy Herman. Well, I'll give him credit anyways. After Tom <laughs> Brady lost last night and Kirk cousins lost on Sunday, Kirk is 34 Tom's 59. Um, the oldest quarterback in the playoffs now is 29 years old. Right. Yeah. It's, it's just, it, it, you know, the old guard is finally, you know, there was a whole bunch of them that kind of dominated the league for a long time. So anyways, back to the original conversation is Aaron Rodgers going to leave or not uh, in my heart of hearts. I, I think he is, hmm. and it's not for any other reason than I, I don't think he feels welcome. I mean, but <laughs> okay, you know, it's it's okay. one of the, it's one of those things like we talked about last year though. Like, where is he going to go? I think he thought he was going to go to San Francisco, but yeah, yeah, the Purdy kid is pretty yeah. good. Yeah, I haven't heard that joke enough this week. Um, <sighs> but I mean, there's some other places where he could land. I mean, Miami would be one of those places where he could land and be fine. Well, don't forget that he tried to orchestrate his leaving and going to Miami with Sean Payton last year. And we've right. talked about this, that it very clearly did happen that he was trying to orchestrate this. And there was a clear collusion going on until mm-hmm. the black guy they fired sued them for having fired him. <laughs> uh, and uh, then they had to be like, oh, crap, we got to save our phony baloney jobs. Uh, I didn't different. hear I didn't hear a harumph out of that guy. <laughs> yeah, harumph. right. You watch your ass. <laughs> I just I don't know. I guess for my my take, my, my gut feeling is that Aaron is just going to stay because I think Rogers doesn't know how to walk away from anything. I don't think he knows. I don't think he's ever had that feeling. And I mean, that's fair. He's been great in most things. I mean, he was, I'll grant you, he, he had to fight his way up from junior college to Cal then was a first round pick and then was great. And it was MVP Super Bowl And, I don't think he's ever had the feeling in his heart that uh, he can't just suddenly be great again. He just said uh, yesterday or whatever, whenever he was just on um, McAfee's show, yeah. uh, that he thinks he can be an MVP again next year. I don't know that he can. I really, I just don't at this point. Um, and some of it's just not, mentality. Not, not if he's going to spend the whole offseason not doing football things. Right. He's got a young team that needed to, to be with him. And he didn't go there. and pooping because you do ayahuasca. Like, I mean, that's the one thing, like I will give Tom Brady credit for that. Like Tom oh, yeah. Brady, you know, despite everything else with him and how hateable he really is now. Oh, yeah. Um, um, he's always like when he first got signed to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he was there in the off season trying to help everybody out. He was trying to learn the playbook. And I think that was during, yeah, that was during COVID too. Like they mm-hmm. were breaking all sorts of rules and uh, uh, <laughs> him trying to be with his teammates. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers couldn't give two rats patoots about anybody on the team until week one. Yeah. And then he cares a lot. Yeah. And then he he's going to yell at you. Of everybody. He's, he's the, boy, he's the, abusive boyfriend that threatens to leave nonstop and then just rolls back or abusive stepdad that just threatens to leave. He's gone for months at a time, comes back and then, Hey, what were you guys doing this whole time? You should have been waiting for me to come back. (laughs) Come on, let's roll dude. What the hell's wrong with you guys? Why can't you keep up with me? Oh my God, this is basic stuff. And that's the things that's, I mean, that's got to wear it. I mean, we saw this, John, 
15 yeah. years ago, 17 years ago, whenever <laughs> Brett Favre left, it was the same thing. Yeah. And it is, is Gutenkutz going to have the balls to let him go or try and trade him, which they can't because can't. he's got no trade clause unless he wants to go. But at the same time, as Ken Ingles has brought up, if you don't let him go this year, then you're really stuck in a corner. Well, actually, after this year, I mean, if you if you play him next year, you don't have a lot of money for a lot of things. But the contract drops off significantly after this year. Um, he's cuttable. I believe it's. No, uh, he's well, not cuttable for two more years. I'll, I'll double check. They, they, that, I just... uh, let's look up Ken Ingles. Like, because I think they backed themselves into the corner until 2024. Like it's, I, the contract goes until 2024. I know that much. Like, um, but yeah. I just I think that there's this is the big year where it's like a it's 59 plus uh, contract for the cap hit. So yeah, it's I've got it up here on Spot Track uh, for next season 2023. He has a he would be a dead cap 99.8 million if you cut him. Uh, he's uh, well. So he's a 31 million cap hit. Uh, 2024, he's 40. Uh, 2025, 59. But the dead cap money is what drops off significantly. Like if you cut him this year, uh, 99.8 million, like I just said, dead cap money. You're paying nobody, but it goes to him. 2024, that drops down to 24.5 million. And then after that, 16. So like it, the dead cap money drops off significantly also there's a potential out in 2024 for a two-year uh deal with that but it's got you know the 24 million dollars in cap uh dead cap money so this is the big year and it drops off significantly after this this is the last massively painful then he'll be back sorry i thought that next year was a year that it was in like 100 million dollars uh this year was the dead cap would have been 151 million uh, if you'd cut him at the beginning of this season Yeah, yeah So I'm not all right. So no, I just no, I just had it off a little bit. No, I thought for sure that like I thought that the year after next, like after next year, would be okay. Never mind. His okay. his actual if you keep I him, th- if you keep him, the 2025 season is sixty million dollars. But it's it looks like it's a lot of salary. So the dead cap is less because uh, you get past the biggest parts of what that bonus money is. Um, because that's the part that kills you is the bonus gets spread out over big things. Uh, the 2022 bonus money counted in at 24 and a half million for 2023 comes in at 12, well, $13 million essentially. Well, and then it drops down to eight, eight and eight over the last couple of years there. So the, it's, it's, it's the hardest part of the dead money is that cap that, uh, that signing bonus gets paid regardless and it's already spread out, but it comes due all at once when you cut them. So that's the part that makes it terrible after that. So basically, it's going to have to. Sorry. So that kind of changes my. Sorry. I'll, I'll let's bring it back. Maybe he will stick around <laughs> one more year because I thought. No, I thought it was after next year. It was still some. I knew this year was ungodly. I knew next year was. Un, I knew last season was ungodly. This season was ungodly. I thought there was still one more ungodly year of dead cap hell. But uh, yeah. a number one next season twenty twenty three is is dead cap hell still. Yeah, yeah. Shame on Gutenkutz for writing that contract in the first place. If they, if he needed anybody to Why? tell him how much this team has ever, you may as well him. just guaranteed him the money. You can't complain if you're Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you right? can, I guess, but you should not complain about how much this team has backed you because they put this much trust in you in saying that we'll we will kill our own franchise for a couple of years just to make sure you understand how much we love you. 
so, I mean, that's really what they did. This contract is a communication that uh, we will guarantee you you're starting through 2023 so long as you want to pl- be here. And mm-hmm. that's, yeah, I mean, that's what they did to him for a guy who, I guess when he signed it was a three-time MVP. He got an MVP last year making, you know, a, a significant money on that first part of his contract. But yeah, there's a potential out after, you know, before the 2024 season. But yeah, not next year. The only way they get out of this is, and I forget how the, all the metrics work, but they might have to renegotiate it, which doesn't get rid of the cap money, but it does. Mm-hmm. It, you'd have to do some of those things. Well, to basically, get that basically, you're going to have to some whatever team is willing to take on the most amount right. of cap for him if there is a trade. But mm-hmm. then again, that also involves Aaron Rodgers asking for a trade. Yeah. And so, I mean, while while some of us, you know, live in, you know, actual reality and <laughs> go, well, this isn't working. I, I we need to we need to start moving this forward where others are just like, no, no, we're just going to keep we're going to keep running this thing up. We're going to keep running this thing up. And I mean, literally the same people that are doing that were the same people that said, you got rid of Brett Favre. This is the worst idea ever. And then two years later had a Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> dropped in their lap because you had a cheap quarterback and you could afford Charles Woodson and the boys, you know, like it's just, I, we, I, we want to move on. And frankly, like everyone's like, you know, Oh, you're lucky to have Aaron Rodgers. Like he makes, he makes green Bay popular, you know? And we talked about this last week did, with Jim yeah. Widener, like about how I said he did, they sign him because he's a cash cow. Cause he makes them money. And yeah, that's a hundred percent. Right. They do. He makes more money for them just by being their quarterback than not being their quarterback, you know? And, but at the same time, it's like when you're in this hell as a fan, you're like, can we just move on? Like, cause we've been, any of us who've been fans in our, in our forties, this is the second time through this. And it's like, (laughs) we want to move on. Like, let, let's see the next guy. You know, it's like, imagine having the same boss for 12 years. Mm -hmm. I would lose my mind. You can't have the same boss for 12 years, you know, and same time, you know, we've had the same quarterback for two quarterbacks for 30 years and some call it a blessing. And then, you know, after a while as a fan, you're kind of like, I want to see what other people get out of stuff, you know, like, can we just, can we see something else? We get to see new wide receivers. We get to see new running backs. We get to see this, we get to see that. And it was fun. And for the first six years after getting a Super Bowl, you know, Rogers was given plenty of leeway. And it's like, you know, it's just at some point you're like, well, the stats are great. MVPs, this, that, and the next thing. Can't win a, can't win a playoff game. You know, mm-hmm. it's like since 2017, he has as many playoff wins as what was it? Blake Bortles. I think Sanchez was already out of the league at that time. <laughs> okay. You know, it's just like that's, I mean, that's in, in the last six years, you know, he's won nothing. And yeah. last, in, 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 his his only playoff win wasn't that great, and then we got the the, the terrible Tampa Bay loss, and mm-hmm. then just the inability, then just the 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 playing hero ball against the 49ers. Like yeah. at at some point in, in in the meantime, your head coach is being raked over the coals because oh this offense doesn't work. When obviously anybody who knows what the hell is going on is he's hijacking the offense and playing hero ball, like. How many times has Alan Lazard been running across the middle of the field at the end of a play that ends with either an interception or a ball chucked 45 yards downfield? 
You know, yeah. Kirk Cousins would have Kirk Cousins would have paid a million dollars for Alan Lazard going over the middle of the field at the end of that Giants game because <laughs> KOC's play calling was so bad. The only thing available was a tight end off a chip block. Yeah, because you know, they covered like, his first option, and then they yeah, there there were two other I mean, options. He was the third option on that route, but he was the only one that was open. For a three-time MVP quarterback and Super Bowl champion, and arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, he does a real good job of ignoring wide open receivers, you know, and just trying to push his own agenda, which is yeah. I can throw the deep ball. And yeah, he thinks he can still be the MVP. That's great. But you know what? That's that and you know, give him more money, give him more power over the team, and it's just gonna get worse. It's gonna get worse. He's gonna be out there and I mean, imagine that you're a you're a head football coach. What does what does Lafleur make? Maybe five million dollars a year. I don't know if it, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe tops. And here's your sixty million dollar quarterback. Hey, run this play. Shut up. What do you do? What do you do as a head coach? I don't when know. the when the organization has obviously put more <laughs> trust, trust, you're... faith, and capital into a thirty nine year old quarterback than their head coach. Five million is right. <laughs> That's what he makes. Bam, nailed, nailed it. it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what 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 is Lafleur to do? What's he supposed to do? If you go back through my timeline, hey, too, Rogers, see... Rogers, go sit down on the bench. No, you'll see if you go through my timeline. There's a there's a video from I think it was the <laughs> maybe the first Lions game where Rogers throws his like second interception, and you can see Matt Lafleur walking over as Rogers come to the sideline. He goes, "Hey, come here." And Rogers just walks straight out past him, and Lafleur just kind of right. then just kind of turns away and walks a different direction because he doesn't he doesn't have that kind of control, like you said, head coach versus coordinator, and how much is that? Uh, and if you can't tell your quarterback to run the play you called, why why are you making any money? I guess you know, you know Lafleur and um, oh Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan run the exact same offense with very similar personnel. Mostly, you know, but yeah, they're, the we goal have there. we have we have Aaron Jones. They have Debo Samuel. That's our contemporary. They use him, two. and we don't. Yeah, and that's the thing. But you know what Shanahan has had this whole time during this all this big runs, crap hey, quarterbacks. A, besides, besides a defense that's just ridiculous. But uh, yeah, quarterbacks that don't. Uh, he's had nobody quarterbacks yeah. who have to run his system. They have to. Now, has he won a Super Bowl? No, but he's sure as hell smoked the hell out of the Packers the last couple of years. Yeah. And they are looking about as strong as any team in the NFL right now with Mr. Irrelevant out of Iowa State from last year. Because guess what Purdy does? Exactly what he's told to do. Right. He it's... he gets a call from Shanahan and he's like, he's like, all right, well, this is my one chance to make it in the NFL. Like I've been given God's gift of being a third string quarterback as a rookie <laughs> on a really good team. I better make the most out of this. I got a good arm, but I ain't going to improvise right now. Coach Shanahan says I have three reads. One, two, three, go one, two, three. Otherwise dump it off to use check over there. I guess I'll dump it off to use check when I'm getting the ball, when someone's running down my throat, you know, and that's it. He's succeeding because he's running the offense. LaFleur runs the same offense. There's people wide open underneath all the damn time. And here we have Hero chucking the ball downfield, thinking that, you know, hey, Richard Rogers is in the end zone. We'll just we'll throw a Hail Mary at the end. We'll win it. I'm just looking through because I mean, like... that's 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 what he needs for his legacy. He needs some more last minute heart 
clenching wins, even though the one in Arizona wasn't a win with yeah. the throw to um, what's his name for uh, uh, Janice. Yeah. The couple Jan, two long throws from Janice. That's what his legacy is. Oh, he's amazing at the end of games. Um, I don't know. I'm a real Packers fan. He's really not. Yeah. Kirk uh, Cousins had more come from behind wins this year than he has in the last five. Right. And looking at just like what does having a cast mean to teams? I mean, like Joe Burrow's great, but what has he got thrown around to him? And man, <laughs> does he run the offense? He just does because he knows that getting the ball out of his hands into somebody else is the best thing going from Brock Purdy. Dak Prescott's not that great a quarterback, but he's got a system and he's got some guys around him to make things work. I don't know. Dak looked really good last night. But he hasn't Dak, been consistently Dak, a good – he has not been consistently good. Uh, his interceptions – Yeah. No, he does. He's not He's not terrible. But, I mean, he's not a Pro no, Bowl he's, quarterback. He's, he's not an all-pro quarterback. He's not going to get a vote for MVP. He, he's top 12 quarterback in the league, though. I'd take him over. That makes him a middling quarterback. There's 32 teams. I know. He's in well, the middle third. No, top, top third. I'd put him in the top third. But anyhow. I'd say he's somewhere in the middle third, approaching top third. But if he is, he's like you said, 12. He's hanging in that middle ground. He's got a great team around him. And he really likes throwing to other jerseys. <laughs> so yeah, it makes it hard. I mean, they just, does, yeah. they just got smoked by Washington. In a game they kind of really wanted to win because they could have been the one seed. And right. yeah. I no, I get I, it. I get it. I get it. I guess the yeah. big point to make it not to, you know, just bash on Dak, who I think is still a very good quarterback, um, just comparative uh, to some things. But it's the thing is like the quarterback is maybe the most overrated position in football. And and everyone's like, Man, you gotta go get a quarterback. You go get a quarterback. And San Francisco's like, You really don't? And then they keep winning, and they keep going into the th- you know divisional round. They keep going to championship games. They've been to Super Bowls with Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, it's like okay, uh, you kind of don't always need a quarterback. Um, and that's the one thing I think Tom Brady understands. This is the genius of Tom Brady, and why he's the most uh, I guess successful quarterback, if not the best quarterback. He's been the most successful one. Successful it's because quarterback, yes, yeah, because he understands he can't just win a, a, a game for his team. He needs to have supporting cast. When he got a chance to pick a team, he went where the supporting cast was amazing. Like mm-hmm. they had two good tight ends. They had Evans, who's a you know top seven wide receiver. Maybe uh, they had a good offensive line. They've drafted more offensive line. Worse is amazing. And then they, they, he had a killer defense. He walked right into a top five defense. I mean, that, yeah, that team, that, was that team was a, a, a damn near 10 win team in spite of Jameis Winston right. throwing picks at, yeah. at, at will. Right. You know? <laughs> he was a 40 40 guy, right? No. 30 30 or whatever it was. No, but I mean, like, that's the thing. 20 30 guy. I think. Yeah, something. But it's the, that's the big point is like Brady understands the actual role of quarterback in the NFL. And that's, well, that's the greatest part of it. He's never been the highest paid quarterback in the league. Never. Ever, at any point never. in his career. He, refused to take money in new England so they could give him more weapons mm-hmm. and everyone goes like, Oh, he never had a wide receiver in new England early on in his career. Maybe, but he always had a defense yeah, branch and Patton and, and Brown was a very good receiving group. It was a good yeah. collection of receivers and he had Floria in that group. Yeah. And a good running back. So it was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And by the way, he didn't throw for 3000 yards in 16 games with those guys. Why? Because they were a run-first team with a great defense. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he's always had a top 10 scoring defense anytime he's won. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing is he understands that quarterback really isn't the most important thing, but it's the one that's going to get the, you know, QB wins as a, as a statistic. Um, so he takes that and saying that his legacy is going to be winning. So he has to put himself in positions to win, whereas Rodgers, and he's not alone. This is most quarterbacks. It's like that, you know, Giannis doesn't leave and take the giant things elsewhere because he wants to stay in Milwaukee because he has a different understanding of things. And that's where Brady is different. He's broken the mindset. Most quarterbacks are like, you know, uh, Stafford, Rodgers, uh, Peyton Manning. They're like, I need to be the highest paid. I need to be the highest paid to show everybody that I'm the best. Um, and and then you end up in these positions like uh, the Vikings or formerly the the Lions who did the they did the brave thing, right? They traded Stafford. Stafford yeah. is good. Stafford is the really Lions. good. But him and Kirk Cousins, him and some of the uh, I'm trying to think of other names in there. They're good enough that they have to be paid like they're superstars, but they're not good enough to win on their own. Uh, well, your your boy Herbert's about to fall into that category. He really is, and I yeah, I'm starting to feel like I had it right the first time <laughs> because he is right. he really for all the love they gave him this year. I watched his games because he was my fantasy quarterback in like five different teams. Man, does he get garbage time points? Uh, man, does it take time for him to figure out how to throw to a lot of really good receivers? Well, and yeah, it's hard watching. Well, and you're and you're running out of examples because, um, like I just stated at the beginning of this, what my rant, my original five minute rant, was that you know all the old quarterbacks oh, are gone. Russ, Russ is a good example. Oh, Seahawks Russ is did great. it too. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Russ is the best example of that because Seahawks Russ, traded him away. They gave him away, and they said we'll go. We'll roll with Geno Smith, and they were better this year. Right. Like, okay. And and that's what I point out when I talk about the Packers. It's like, you know, it's why not? You know, quarterback. It's like, well, we, we got We got to go with what we know. We got, and that's such a Wisconsin mentality too. Like we got, we know what we got. We know what we got. And it's like, yeah, but just, yeah, look at, look at that. Look what happened to Seattle and yeah. Seattle's a terrible team. Now they drafted really well. They had some really good rookies that, um, what's the running back's name? Uh, Warner, oh yeah. Warner. Kenneth Walker, Kenneth Walker. Yeah. That kid was unbelievable. So, you know, and DK Metcalf still continues to be way above his pay grade, you know, but, uh, yeah, I mean, they just, it, and cr- credit to Pete Carroll and John Schneider, you know, like, uh, just at some point you're just like, Hey, we just got to let this thing go and see what happens. And that's what happened. You know, it's, I, Especially when you're a good organization that's built. I mean, John Schneider's an amazing GM. Um, the Packers have good infrastructure as a as an organization. Like at some point, you know, we're not the Jets, you know, uh, we're not the 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 Texans, you know, or the Browns or some of these or the Lions. Some of these mm-hmm. organizations that have just been quagmired for 50 years not in the case of the texans i know they're only 20 years old don't at me um but at him. uh at uh, him i dare you yeah, they, they've been they've been quagmired because of just bad organizational leadership packers have good organizational leadership they've got good infrastructure it's always been there and you know this it just it just feels this hand holding like we just can't let him go and you just mentioned it and it's you know and Brady has done a very good job of doing the things that other quarterbacks refuse to do. Yep. They want to get paid. They want chicks dig the long ball, <laughs> you know, 
you know, rather than, and Tom has just sat there and chipped away at defenses seven yards at a time, much to the chagrin of Barry McCockiner mm-hmm. on Twitter, but it's, it's a working, it works. It works okay. because defenses are stupid <laughs> and they'll, they'll give up. They'll give up. The se- Look at what the Vikings did at the end of their playoff game. They ran basically f- three fly routes and a chip route with a tight end and Kirk cousins who didn't lose that game. Kirk Cousins is not to blame for the Vikings problems whatsoever. And Vikings fans are lucky to have him. He's not that bad said it was fourth down end of the season. He's like, I was about to get sacked. I had to get rid of the ball. And that's the only open receiver I had It's better to throw to somebody who's open and hope for the best than to take a sack. Okay. Or now I want to throw it out of bounds. Right. And I want to wrap this up because we've been going a long while on the Packers. We got a couple of things to talk about before we go. Uh, I want to give you some of the undrafted free agents. I want you to kind of quickly, we'll, we'll kind of go you than me and we'll see whether we want them back or not here or whether okay. we think we're going to be able to do that and, and should. Uh, okay. First off, Adrian Amos. Yes. I don't know. I don't think he's got much left. I, I don't. He did not look good this year. He looked slow. Randall Cobb. Mm. <laughs> well, it depends on who the quarterback is. Right. I, I mean, I don't know what he's got left. He, he still looks good enough. If he gets, if he comes down, maybe. Dean if Lowry, six, if he's a six wide receiver and can still return punts, yeah. uh, Dean Lowry, no, no, that's no for me. Mason Crosby, oh, oh, hopefully, what, hopefully, what's his name from uh, Alabama or uh, Georgia pulls his head out of his collective and plays better. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he looked Mason, good in the bit they let him in there, but yeah, Mason Crosby next. It's up to him. Okay, Alan Lazard, he gone. It doesn't matter. He's not coming back anymore. Okay. Uh, Big Bub Tunyon. Uh, yeah, Bob gets sick around. Uh, yeah, we're going to need a tight end, I think, at this point. So we're going to have to have something there. Um, I mean, it, that goes back to the conversation we were just having about not throwing to people underneath. The last time he threw to a tight end, it was Jermichael Finley. He had 53 13. catches this year. Oh, I know. But yeah. he, I mean, he's had catches, but, like, yes. Yeah. Bob. Bob's not bad. Like, no, no. I just He's not He's not premier. He's him. not going to be what we thought he could be. But, yeah, he can stick around. Right. He makes almost no money. So, right. yeah, go ahead. Uh, Keyshawn Nixon. Well, yes, right. Um, Team yeah, MVP. I, yeah, I would have to say that he gets a sick round now. So, yeah. Yash uh, Nyman. Yes, again. Yes, I'd right. say we have to keep him. Yeah, keep tackles. Chris Barnes, third or fourth uh, linebacker on the team. It's probably cheap. I mean, that's the other thing. That's what, what I'm weighing in my head. Just like when you were talking earlier about Bob, like, yeah, if you want to be a premier tight end and pay him premier money, then hell no. But, I mean, Bob makes barely move uh veteran minimum so yeah keep him around i i guess say keep chris barnes for the same reason i mean yeah i know he does a lot of special teams and special teams this year was not nearly as bad no, as it has right. been in years past it was it had a couple rough spots right up front but uh it uh was pretty good down the stretch so all right uh last one i want to give you justin hollands no idea who that human being is. I, I want him back. Uh, he was pass rusher. <laughs> he was basically the best pass rusher we had down the stretch. Picked okay. him off off the scrap heap. Uh, he got cut, came in, provided us some good uh, good reps. Uh, and also, we just need the death. And Enigbari looked good. Hollins looked pretty good. I think he'll be available and you know reasonably. He's 27. Uh, so he's. I think he won't be too expensive. And we need the edge depth. Because we did not have depth this year, and it hurt. Enigbari yeah. played a lot and looked pretty good while doing it. Uh, I don't know how much Preston's got left, though, so we'll see. All right. Yeah. 
No, and, and but, but, as, but but sorry, I know we're dragging on here, but at, yeah. at the same part too, you know, you, you, you stop and think about some of these. I know, I know, I knew who Holland was. He was fine, like, but <laughs> I, I do wonder about like how much money we paid to Rasul Douglas and Devondra Campbell. Yeah, and then they turned around and had eh, <laughs> seasons yeah. after you know, kind of coming out of the woodwork, like you just said. So. I do worry. I, I, I'm going to take back some things I said about Rasul Douglas last week because okay. he, uh, when, when he went and swatted that ball in the center's hand, okay, not yeah. not about the the penalty that he got directly after it. Oh but yeah, yeah. He, he, but he basically said we'd called the timeout, so I went and swatted the ball so they couldn't get a practice kick. Right. Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, I was like, oh, that's genius. But then turning around and you know getting a 15 yard penalty because of it yeah, yeah don't turn around and hit that guy you can't the minute you you swing at somebody that's a penalty that was dumb that was super dumb. yeah he just swatted the ball and then just exit stage right right between yeah. his own defensive lineman yeah. all right that would have been hey whatever you know so all right interesting uh we're gonna quickly bounce through some other things here we'll, we'll quickly hit the college and get to bucks after this uh marquette played xavier so it was 25 number 25 marquette number 12 xavier in cincinnati so it was a rough kind of game and seriously, uh, it was uh, 76-78 with eight seconds left. Marquette had to foul, and the you know two baskets go in, the free throws go in, and they're good, and then three-pointer misses, and that's the end of the game. They were in this the whole way. Uh, Marquette was up by four at half. This was a heck of a game. Uh, both teams uh, really, really pushing the, the tempo, really playing good defense. Yeah, I, th- I thought this was a fantastic game. I don't think Marquette should lose any ground on this one. I mean, after having beaten UConn, which, I mean, that was a home win. But, uh, yeah, getting Xavier there, uh, their tough stretch is going to continue. They got one more coming up on uh, Wednesday here. They're going to be playing Providence, but they'll get them at home before ending the month by playing at Seton Hall and then at DePaul. And like I was telling people, man, that was a great game. Both fan bases very involved. It was, it was a loud, fantastic atmosphere. Great Big East game. And, man, Marquette should consider Xavier to be a major rival. <laughs> they just, it blows my mind. But, yeah, no, great defense. Iguodaro having a great game. Kolek looking good. They were, there was a little talking back and forth. Uh, they were trying to say some stuff to Kolek, which I don't get why you do that. That dude can play. Uh, he is fantastic. Badgers, on the other hand, had a very rough stretch of late. Uh, they do get the win today, which is Tuesday. We're recording a day late. We had several things going on. Also, I was at the Bucks game yesterday with my daughter and her fourth grade basketball team from Rapids here. But the Badgers really should have lost this game tonight against Penn State at home. Like, nobody scored for the last three minutes of the game. It, I mean, just unbelievable. Penn State had two different three-point shots uh, in the last, I don't know, I don't remember the time. I was watching it, but it was like like the last 15 seconds or the last 30 seconds of this game. Penn State had two different three-point shots, uh, and Wisconsin didn't really take advantage of it. They didn't score for a much longer time. Like Penn State hit a three to make it a 60-61 to 61 game. They were down by one. Uh, and basically, the only points Wisconsin scored from there on out was two free throws on a foul where they grabbed uh, Chucky Hepburn going up for a rebound uh, on a missed three. And then they went down and shot another three that missed. But they were shooting great. Penn State, the, the one thing you'll say is 
they're now going to drop to I think they're three and four in conference now. Uh, they're twelve and five. They have in the Big Ten the the best two. They're ranked one and two in three point percentage and one and two in three point shots made per game in the Big Ten. Uh, and they also have the apparently the oldest team in college basketball this year. So they're an experienced team and an experienced group. But when you have the oldest team, part of it is none of them are NBA players. But that doesn't always matter for winning college basketball games all the time because you know you got a team that actually has played together, which is which is an advantage. So yeah, but yeah, Badgers looking rough. Uh, this is the first game back for Tyler Wall, and I don't think it just shows how much Tyler Wall is important to this team, though it clearly does. But also the fact that uh, they just they just shot terribly these last several games, and their defense was just slow. Like like nobody was making any particular big plays, and they were missing a lot of easy shots. Tyler Craw- or um yeah, Crawl was the one who was actively playing probably the best down this stretch. Uh, pardon me, not Tyler, but Stephen Crawl. Uh, he he puts up twenty one tonight against uh, the Nittany Lions. Um, and yeah, just he he's looked better of late. He hasn't been the the best player uh he hasn't been exactly what everybody's been hoping he would be i guess is what you would say but um he's looked good in this stretch uh it's going to be a little a little better for the badgers coming up this was a rough stretch they had like we said they had to go through uh illinois at illinois uh michigan state at home which wasn't ranked but still illinois state at home or michigan state at home and then at indiana who has looked very good badgers looked just unbelievably bad against Indiana. That's a game they should have won, and they just played. Uh, that's that's about the worst I've watched a Badgers team play in a long time. They could not make a shot. They were missing from two and three feet away. Just layups weren't going, and it was awful. So, yeah, Northwestern, and then back at Maryland, who definitely wants to get us back for beating them uh, at Call Center, then uh, Illinois at home and at Ohio State. So they won't play another ranked team until they get Rutgers, apparently. Uh, all the way down in February. But still, a lot of road games in the Big Ten, so that's going to be rough coming up. Uh, just something, we let's talk about the Bucks a little bit. Last week, Aaron, you were talking, you were getting a little nervous about this team. Any any change on that in the last couple games here? They beat the Raptors today, uh, had to come from behind again to do it, and they had a come-from-behind win against the Pacers uh, yesterday, the one I attended with my daughter and the girls I coach. So now having watched these two games as well, I guess, do you have any change in your feeling about how, uh, I guess, your state of nervousness over this team? I, I mean, a little bit. Uh, I feel a little bit better because um, the the overall talent of the Bucks, um is, is better than most teams in the league. They they go deep. And this is a thing, you know, this is like a, a reminder back to like 2019 when it was Giannis and they had a deep bench, but no other, you know, Chris Middleton hadn't bloomed yet, and uh, we didn't have Drew Holiday on the team, and I mean, Brooke may, might have been here, but uh, it's it, it's good to see um, Drew running it, Drew running the team, because I mean, Drew's an Drew's an all star. Drew should be Holiday should be a better player than he is. Does that make sense? Like he should sure. be able to carry a team. And he did um, the last two days. I mean, right, he, he led scoring. Right, absolutely, he did. Brooke. Um, Brooke was a guy who carried a team for years in New mm-hmm. Jersey. Now he's older now and he goes white shack every once in a while and just <laughs> takes over a game. But I mean, they have the pieces there. Joe Ingles is a really good player. Um, 
you know, Bobby has looked all of what he should have been when he was drafted, you know, yeah. Bo- Bobby's Bobby's never going to be an all-star. Uh, he might, he might make an all-star team or two. I don't know, but he's never going to be an all pro. He's never going to be a top player in the league, but he has been a warrior. What did I text you yesterday? Like he's played in every single game this year and he leads the team in minutes and it's not even close. Like he's, he's really been the heart and soul of the, bucks this year outside of Giannis but like Bobby's been amazing um but they weren't hitting threes they actually didn't start hitting threes until the second half of the game you were at yesterday yeah they and then, then they went nuts and, and they changed uh, up the defense a bit too which showed yeah. some good coaching for Bud I, I wish he'd changed some of his rotations earlier I was also very upset with some of the just the lazy passing that was going on they were throwing a lot of balls out of bounds yesterday against the Pacers and also uh like the end of the half was one of the most unforgivable sorts of things. The Bucks went down, hit a three. I believe it made it a one point game. They allowed Indiana to go immediately down the floor with like 11 seconds and score. And then fumbled the inbounds play so that Indiana grabbed the ball and shot a three from the corner to end the half. And so it went from being, Hey, all right, it's a close game. Let's see. I go to, Oh, they're up by six again. You know, it's like, yeah. Just that it's, that was just weirdly lazy on this team. And speaking of weirdly lazy, like uh, my ability to get <laughs> uh, a friend of the show, Pete, uh, on this podcast, uh, that that falls directly on me. Um, it's, it's been a hard as we have a friend time. of the Pete's over in Africa right now on deployment, but willing to join the show, although he is very busy. And uh, so it would have to be like, I think uh, I think we'd have to record on a Saturday morning. And I'm just like, no, no, can't. <laughs> Can't be doing that. Can't be doing that. That's my sleeping time. Um, but no. So, I mean, this is that weird dance that the good teams do mm. like throughout the season. Um, you know, and we talk about like meddling around fourth place. The Bucks did it last year. They did it yeah. the year before that. Boston was, I think, in fifth place at this time last year yeah, maybe. I, I, and ended up being in the finals. It's, it's, it's how you have to do this. Like you can't lose too many games to like put yourself in playoff position hell, but at the same time, you can't bust up your people. I mean, Jonas has been out the last couple of games. Those heat games are tough. Like, and the heat have always played the bucks tough, like in recent yeah. memory. So, I mean, it's to be expected. Um, Spolstrip. Spolstra and Nurse usually have Nurse not tonight, but Spolstra and Nurse usually have the Bucks number because they're really smart coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I mean, it's just that it's that thing, you know, that you, it, Giannis is one of the most durable players in the NBA. But at some point, you got to you got to let him idle down for yeah. a little bit, like midseason, which is rough when you're paying. You know, like we almost went to the game yesterday until I saw what the ticket prices were. And then I heard, and we were up to the point until Giannis got called out, called out. And then I was like, no, not going, yeah. um, you know, but it's like, I'm not too worried about, it. I'm glad to see the other pieces playing well again. Connington, like, dude, I wish that dude would be more consistent. I wish uh, Grace, Grace and Allen were more consistent. Well, I, I guess less consistent, but more good. Yeah. Because he's yeah. been consistent. Well, Grace and Allen, Grace and Allen is what he is, but. Connington, man, that dude will clink like 23s in a row before he makes one. And then he'll smash his nose. Um, Grayson <laughs> Allen, you kind of always know what you're getting with him. Like, you can't expect too much. But he and was, if he, 
supposed to be a three-point shooter, and he's not really doing much of that. Like, he's not hitting consistent. He well, had two big ones against Indiana. We'll have to say that because he did. His, his, his role as what he can actually do has been greatly minimized. And a uh, friend of the show, Pete, I'll show you that one, too. Like, everyone thinks he's the white guy that only shoots three-pointers. Dude no. one. Dude won dunk contests in high school and college. No, I mean, like that's not guy, what I think he is. I, I, I just think that, like, he's no, I'm to be just a guy saying that's that what more. the perception of him okay. is overall and being a dirty player, even though he has <laughs> some of the lowest amounts of technical fouls in the NBA over the last couple of years. And DeMar DeRozan, who claimed him of being a dirty player, leads the league in technical fouls over the last yeah. couple of years. Um, but I mean, it's, it's what you get with them. You know, uh, Connington's wildly inconsistent, like even on the run to the playoffs or run to the finals, like I think in the, in the game six, he scored zero points. Like um, it is what it is. Joe Ingles has been a nice, nice, uh, nice addition. Uh, Carter's playing well. Um, yeah. You like to see uh, what's the rookie's name? Um, uh, escaping me. Oh, oh Bochamp. Bochamp. I mean, it's Noir good, good looks pretty good too. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 good to see the team coming around, and you know, with Middleton out and then Giannis out, it's good to see Drew can run a team because Drew can run a team. Drew ran a yeah. team down in New Orleans, uh, New Orleans yeah. for years, mm-hmm. so he is a he is an all star talent. He has the wild inability to make layups at points you know and True. but other times he's clutch on i mean I, <laughs> that dude man like <laughs> drew's drew's holiday drew holiday's uh uh shooting is suspect at times but other times he's just drilling threes left and right but yeah. that's not his job he's a point guard man that dude can make plays and yeah he, uh, he can and he's he lifted up that team especially tonight you know and I missed a good chunk of the fourth quarter because uh, uh, Rob Perez at Worldwide Wob on Twitter had a car chase. And if you've never experienced a car chase on, so do you, do you <laughs> follow, do you follow Rob Perez? Do you follow Rob Perez We don't Perez have time for car chases in the show, man. We'll talk about after. No, I'm just I saying know. Rob Perez, Rob, Rob Perez. Absolutely. He's one of the best follows for NBA basketball on Twitter. Okay. But he lives in LA and anytime there's a car chase, he stops covering NBA altogether, and it just goes straight to the car chase. He goes on to Twitch. He goes on to okay. Twitch. They stop All talking right. basketball, and he will follow that car chase to the end. Jeez. And I caught it, and I was showing Holly. I'm like, this is one of the best bits ever on Twitter. Like, he just – and, yeah, he's got a million followers. He follows everyone back. He's unbelievable. Rob Perez <laughs> is a great NBA mind. But whenever there's a car chase on, he just drops it, goes straight to Twitch. And I missed a good chunk of the fourth quarter. But anyways, um, yeah, Drew Holiday <laughs> really carried the team to the Jeez. end tonight. And I think they'll I think they'll be fine as long as they can get everybody healthy. And this thing with Chris Middleton is really starting to get bothersome. It really is. So okay. like is is he healthy or not? Or what do we got here, man? Yeah, it, it's it's kind of hard to track that. So but getting two wins. Granted, at home, back-to-back nights, weird things going on around it. Getting those wins while having, you know, both Giannis and Middleton both gone for those. Uh, so that was that. That was good. Uh, all right, that's all we have for our major things. And I just want to take a second here, and we will get right into the part of the show that we lovingly call our last call. Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time. For the last call. 
All right, for last call this week, I want to start uh, some concerning stuff with uh, Badger Wrestling this year. They obviously had such a great year last year, brought back just about everybody. Dean Hamidi back, Eric Barnett, Austin Gomez, even Trent Hilger back. Um, and they start off the Big Ten season 0-3. Uh, so this is a rough stretch. The biggest surprise was the one we talked about last week, which is number 28, Illinois, um, losing a, a, a very close one where they lost in the last match. There was, it was pretty, or I guess second to last match is the one that really cost them. But I mean, you lose to number one, Penn state, 11 to 28. Then you get 17 to 18 uh, loss at Illinois. They go at number eight, Michigan this last week. Uh, they were on big 10 network. Plus they lose six to 27. Uh, this one's surprising. I really thought that that's one that, that the Badgers should have had, could have had. They will be back home at the Fieldhouse uh, against Purdue uh, this week, coming up on the 20th. So Friday, they'll be uh, Purdue. Sunday, they'll have a dual match. They'll be bringing Iowa into town. So uh, it, there is no there is no hiding in the Big Ten in wrestling. There, like every Every match, every duel is going to be a struggle, and they need to find some ways to make some of this work. They've had three different guys rank top 10 at their positions, and to then go, you know, to Michigan and only get six points out of that is a uh, that's a rough, rough weekend to have. Uh, moving on to hockey, uh, the the worst part is uh, Wisconsin played the developmental under eighteen team, and they lost six to to one at home. Oh, it's an exhibition right? game; doesn't count against anything. But man, you got to play better than that. I mean, granted, this is a team of all stars who will all be playing college hockey next year. Uh, but or just or just going to the pros, one of the two. Yeah, one of the two, or they'll go junior league and do something like that because they can make you know better shot there. But yeah, that's gonna be that's a rough one. And I believe one of their players actually got a uh, game misconduct, so uh, he'll actually have to sit out parts of the next game because of a misconduct he had against a bunch of eighteen and seventeen year olds. So yeah, that's. Granado's got to be in a super hot seat at this point. Uh, the other yeah. big surprise, well, I guess not a big surprise, but it's a big surprise for us is that Wisconsin, now the women's hockey team has lost four straight. Uh, we talked about last week with UMD. This week, uh, Ohio State, at Ohio State, number one ranked Ohio State. Uh, Badgers lose 2-1 to one in overtime on Friday and then lose 5 nothing. A five nothing loss for what? the Wisconsin women is something in the years that we have been podcasting. I have never seen that. We have not had that. So they go into a weekend and the Wisconsin women's hockey team scores a single goal. Uh, it was Lacey Eden. Uh, and she gets that in the first period of game one. They're up one nothing. And from that point on, they give up seven straight goals without scoring. So that is that is a, a rough stretch to have had there they're going to get uh, minnesota state coming up uh that looks like it's a tournament game uh probably coming up here so that'll be interesting for conference uh, championships heading forward too uh in d3 men we had several games this weekend so uw stevens point played concordia they went five to two and then they played st john's and actually they lost this week and just for Aaron, UW Superior beats Gustavus Adolphus six to three. The and Gusties. The Gusties. You actually did the right name. But then they lose to Hamlin. In the Cobbers. The, yeah. The Tom Bonick's team beats Aaron's team uh in overtime. 
UW Superior, no, sorry, so UW Eau Claire had a three to two loss to Hamlin, and then followed that up with a six to three win over Saint Scholastica. Stout takes a three to one win over Saint John's, the Johnnies, and then uh, they get a four nothing win, or pardon me, four one win over Concordia. River Falls loses to Saint Scholastica five to three, but then bounces back with a three to one win over Gustavus Adolphus. Uh, Lawrence lost to Marion one nothing in overtime, uh, but then bounced back for a tie in which Marion, I guess, wins in shootout, which only counts towards their uh, their conference rankings. Uh, Concordia of Wisconsin gets a six to five loss to Aurora, and then they come back and they lose six to one. You know, to even it out, uh, <laughs> and then. Uh, St. Norbert gets a 3-1 to win over Lake Forest and then comes back the next night and beats them 5-2. to Milwaukee School of Engineering uh, gets a split with Trine. They get a 2-1 overtime win and follow it up by losing 2-5 uh, at Trine the next day. Women's Indiana, right? Indiana. Good yeah. good call. Yeah. Way to go, man. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to keep track of all these small schools. These little weird schools, yeah. yeah. Uh, UW Superior played UW Eau Claire. In women's hockey, uh, Eau Claire gets a 3-1 to one win, uh, and then they get a 3 nothing win the next night. Uh, River Falls and Stevens Point. Uh, River Falls gets a 4-2 and then a 3-1 win over Stevens Point. Uh, That's Marion, Wisconsin, right? Yep, yep. Bo- okay, okay, Stevens Point and River Falls, yes. Yeah, yeah both of them. And <laughs> Eau Claire, weird. And Eau Claire. Marion and uh, Northland played a series this weekend. Marion wins both games. They both... Both games were three to one wins for Marion. So that is all that we have for Wisconsin scores this week. We didn't get into the college, you know, D3 basketball scores this week. We'll try to catch everybody up on that last week. We spent a lot of time on the Packers. But we want to thank you for joining us again for another wonderful week of Wisconsin sports. Join us again next week. Uh, we'll be deep in the abyss by then because we'll have no football. We'll just be hey. <laughs> doing what we hey. can with the Bucks. I will give you a full update. On uh, Saturday, we're going to go watch Monster Jam at Pfizer Forum. Nice. I, w- I will let you know how Pfizer Forum holds uh, El Toro Loco, Grave Digger, and various other <laughs> monster trucks. They had a guy who did the, uh, the free throw shooting Plinko. So there's yeah. two guys shooting free throws. One guy wins, comes to the middle, they throw a basketball in. Uh, it bounces down. He won Monster Jam tickets. You could choose to keep that or go for something else. And it's like you know all these other things. But he does it again. And the one he gets is nothing. He won nothing. nothing. He gets nothing. Nothing. It's just like no. UHF and the Wheel uh, of Fish. Bucks games are fun, and especially yesterday, the game you were at. That was a nationally televised game with long commercial yep. breaks. God, they they do a great they job at five. Fill it's all be those awesome. commercial breaks. It's great. All right, uh, thank you again, everybody. Uh, remember to follow the show on Twitter at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at Not So Humble Host. You can follow Aaron on Twitter at uh, Cheddar Talk. And remember, whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.